Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. One of the greatest literary, poetic, and musical accomplishments is David's creation of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In our journey through this psalm and what it teaches us about God, his nature, and how he relates to us and how we relate to him, we come to David's description of God's provision. All of us live on the provisions of God. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights in James 1, verse 17. And David describes how God provides in our lives when he writes, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The table here refers to the rich pasture of the sheep. In fact, it's called table land. It's the same word that you and I use for our tables at home. Many families have a dinner table that's been in their home for many years. Some also have a breakfast table and a dining room table, and they're all different tables. Usually in every home, there's one table that get most of the attention. I know growing up, my mom and dad and five kids, we all sat around the table the main table, the dinner table, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So many memories there, so many conversations there, so many things I learned there, so many prayers we prayed there when we would have family devotions. And we all sat in the same seat growing up in the house. I remember that. I sat right by my dad. I don't know why I got that seat eventually, but I have a lot of memories there. And at times when we'd have devotions, not every night, but he would just read one chapter of the Bible and we just go around the circle in order and pray. And my mother would pray the longest, next to the last. And my dad always prayed short prayers. He ended every prayer with a phrase, and forgive us of our sins. I'll never forget that. Made a lifelong impression. Tables are important. Great meals there. Many things that I love to eat. Many things that I was made to eat that I didn't like. But tables are important. It's a place of preparation. Every meal that I enjoyed there, as you, was prepared by my mother, great cook, and it was provided by my father. In the same way with God, he prepares a table before us. You know, it takes time to prepare a meal. I remember one day my mother went to the farmer's market, south side of Atlanta, where I grew up in East Point, bought all these fresh fruits and vegetables, it was great, fresh peaches from Georgia, fresh watermelon, but she had green beans. And so I sat there with her one day and had to break green beans. That is a slow, tedious process. I love to eat green beans, but it took a lot of work. I'm not a cook, and I don't prepare meals. I much prefer a restaurant. But I do know that to enjoy a meal, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And here we learn that God prepares things in our lives. Think about that. Now, before the blessing of God that you enjoy today, he's been preparing that 
for a long time. So God's seeing down the road. God knows where we're going. God's in front of us. God's preparing what's coming next. And that's so important to know. And that's why we can walk by faith and not by sight, because we realize God is preparing tomorrow what we're going to need when we get there. So Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 34, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How can we not worry about tomorrow? Because God prepares a table before us. He's already in front of us. He knows what we need. We trust him to provide. So God prepares what we need in advance, just like the shepherd prepares the table land, the meal for the sheep. The word prepare is so important because we learn that God is proactive, not reactive. Proactive, the prefix pro means in front of, to be going forward. It's You're taking action today for what's in front of you instead of reacting to problems. Many people live their lives by reaction, but God is not reactive. He's proactive. He's already working in our lives what we're going to need for what's in front of us. There are many things that you and I are going through today that is actually God's preparation for what's coming. That's how sometimes we don't see the big picture of our lives, but later on we can look back and we realize, you know, what I was going through then and that course I took and that degree I got and that skill that I learned and that person I met, all of that helped me get ready for this time. That's the power of walking by faith and trusting Christ as your Savior and knowing that God will direct your life. When you know that and believe it, that's why your life can make sense. You realize, well, all these experiences, they add up. What you're doing today, if you're a Christian and you're following the Lord and you've got faith, what you're doing today, God will use to prepare you for tomorrow. Sometimes we're so worried about what's coming, we waste a day. What you're doing now is so important in preparing you for tomorrow. Now, we are often crisis-oriented in our faith, but God is very calculated in what he does in us and what he's doing for us. The shepherd prepares the pasture land by removing the weeds and the poisonous plants that grow throughout Israel. So he has to prepare that land, that lush field. It's not just the grass that grows there, But the shepherd has to go before them and get out the weeds and any type of a poisonous plant that's going to make the sheep sick. And that takes a long time to go through and make sure that the grass where they're going to graze is going to be healthy for them. Also, he would remove the thorny plants that would stick the nose of the sheep. And I'm sure you've put your hand on a rose bush before and felt the thorns. We took our kids one time out west down to see Tucson and old Tucson studios, you know, where they did all the Western movies and Tombstone. As soon as we walked in the, as soon as we got there, the first thing David Paul did was see a cactus and reach out and touch it. Well, we immediately had to go to the clinic there while there was a physician that had to pull out all those swords that took forever. That was our first moment in that place where we were there to see all the sights. We had to Stop and get all the thorns out. Well, there are these thorny bushes and branches all through the land where the sheep eat, all through the pasture. The shepherd has to go make sure that he gets all of those thorns out. And he would pile up the weeds and the plants, and then he would burn them. He would purge the past, 
of the weeds and the thorns and the poisonous plants. What a type of the work of the Holy Spirit in our life to plant the word of God in us so that there's growth, to prepare the soil of our hearts so that when we hear the word of God, we can receive it and to destroy the weeds, the spiritual weeds that grow up in our hearts. And Jesus talked about that in Mark chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. He described the parable of the sower and the seed, and the seed fell among the weeds and the thorns, and they grew up and they choked the word. And our lives are like that. Those are three phases of spiritual growth. Our hearts have to be prepared have you ever listened to a sermon one time and you didn't really want to hear that? Or you read something in the Bible and you thought, I don't like what I'm reading? Because your heart wasn't ready for it yet. You might have had a friend share with you something that they're learning in their life. But that's not where you were. Your heart wasn't ready. But then later you came back to the same passage of Scripture. You heard a message on the same theme. And yet now your heart was so open and so receptive. That's because your heart was now prepared. Because the word of God is like a seed. and The seed has to be planted in some kind of a soil. And the, the condition, the attitude of our hearts is the soil in which the word of God, the truth of God grows. It's like anything in life. You can only learn if your mind is open and receptive. So it is with spiritual growth. So it is with the pasture land. Just like the shepherd prepares the pasture, the Holy Spirit prepares our hearts to hear the word of God. He plants the seed and he removes the weeds. We call that conviction when the Holy Spirit deals with us about something in our life that's a weed and it chokes out the word of God. Jesus said the weeds that he was describing in Mark chapter four was the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things, and the worries of this life. He said they come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And David is describing the Lord as my shepherd. And he knew that as a shepherd, he had to do those things. He had to prepare the soil. He had to remove the weeds. Sometimes you'd have to plant the pasture land and plant the seed for the sheep to have something to eat. And it's an analogy to spiritual growth. We're sharing this Bible study together because everything we're learning from the psalm is a seed being planted in our hearts to shape the way we think about God, the way we see ourselves. It examines us. It tests us. Are we like sheep? Are we the rebellious sheep? Are we obedient? Are we following the shepherd? Are we running off on our own? Are we in the middle of a valley of a shadow when we're terrified and we need to let go of the fear and say, you are with me, I will fear no evil, and realize that the shepherd is with us in the valley? And when God's word comes to us, are, are our hearts open? Are they receptive? Or are our hearts hard? How many times we read in the Bible about a hardened heart? That's like ground that is so hard you can't plant anything in it. You've got to till the soil and water the land before you can even plant a seed. Pharaoh could have gone down in history as a great leader when Moses said, let my people go. He could have gone down as one of the greatest leaders, a liberator of slaves. But he chose to live in obscurity and to die as a man that resisted the opportunity to be great because he hardened his heart. Every time Moses said, this is what God says, he said, who is God? Who is the Lord that I should obey him? That's what he said in Exodus 5 and 2, just so rebellious. He said, I'm God, I'm Pharaoh, I'm all powerful. All he had to do 
was change his heart. He heard the word of God. He could have been a great man. He could have obeyed. But his heart was hard. When Stephen testified before the Sanhedrin, he said the same thing about them. You stiff-necked and hard of heart. Quoting from Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah talked about in his generation. He was a prophet. He was a preacher. And he saw many people with a hardened heart. Jesus told the Pharisees and some of the religious leaders before he went to the cross and he wept over the city, you missed the day of God's visitation to you in Luke 19.44 because their hearts weren't prepared. You prepare a table before me, Lord, in the presence of my enemies. And the biggest preparation God does is of our heart, our attitude, so that the word of God can be planted in us that we might grow spiritually. And when there are these weeds growing, what Jesus said is the deceitfulness of wealth. Wealth is great. Can't make you happy, but it, the lack of it can make you unhappy. But the deceitfulness of it, the, the, the lie about money, the lie that if I have money, I'll be happy. No, happiness and satisfaction comes from far more significant things. Money's important, but the deceitfulness of it is that it's all important. It's not. And when people fall into the love of money, they get led astray spiritually, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Some people eager for money, he writes, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And Jesus said the deceitfulness of wealth is a weed that chokes out the word of God in your heart. The desires for other things, he didn't mean healthy desires and good desires. He, he meant when we desire things that are contrary to our love for God, it's going to get us all tracked spiritually. And the worries of this life, he said, so worried, so anxious, it just chokes out our faith and we live in fear and panic all the time instead of enjoying the peace of Christ. And the Holy Spirit works in our hearts to prepare our hearts to receive the word of God that we can grow up in our faith and live a full and powerful life. The table of the Lord mentioned here, you prepare a table before me. Prophetically, I see fulfilled in the Holy Communion of the church. What a price Jesus paid to prepare the table of salvation for us in the presence of our enemies. Before he went to the cross, he sat down on the table with his disciples and shared the Passover meal, what we call the Last Supper, before he went to the cross. And I see this prophetically fulfilled in Calvary. It was there at Calvary on the cross where the good shepherd Jesus prepared a table before us in the presence of his enemies, the ones who crucified him, the ones who rejected him. And yet in the middle of all of that, the cross was a place where he prepared a table. The cross is the table of God for the salvation of the world where every person can come and receive the bread of life, the salvation of their souls, the forgiveness of sins. And when we celebrate Holy Communion as Christians and we break the bread and we share the cup of wine and we remember the Lord's provision, it's a meal that we share with him because he prepared a table before us in the presence of his enemies when he gave his life on Calvary and rose again and provided eternal atonement for the sins of the world. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the chief shepherd and bishop of our souls, the overseer of our souls, Peter writes in 1 Peter 5 and 4. And he provided everything we need in this life for spiritual needs, financial needs, every need. 2 Peter 1 and 3 says that he's given to us everything we need for life and godliness. Just like the shepherd for the natural sheep, 
prepares a table before them, a rich, lush pasture, pulling out the weeds, the poisonous plants, burning them in the fire. Goes through all that preparation work for their nourishment. The Lord, the good shepherd, prepares a table before us. And everything you need spiritually is found in Jesus. Don't get off track on your faith. Don't follow some other religions or philosophy or culture. Jesus is sufficient. He's the bread of life. That's where you'll find true spiritual satisfaction in a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's prepared everything you need. You can trust God to provide for every need in your life. I'll tell you this as I close. I've learned this. If I can trust Christ with my eternal salvation in heaven, I can certainly trust him with my temporary situation. So when you're going through needs in your life, you can trust that God will provide. Pray and say, Lord, today, give me this day my daily bread, as he taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Ask God to provide for you. Put your faith in him and watch the miracle of divine provision in your life. Join me for a prayer. Father, I pray that you'll minister to every person, meet every need they have today according to your riches and glory. I pray that the Holy Spirit will do a new work in all of our hearts, that our hearts will never be hardened towards your word, hardened and calloused, but that we'll have sensitive hearts. Give us a sensitive, pliable, submissive heart to hear the word of God, to put it into practice, that we might live a blessed life. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining me today. What an amazing study. So much we're learning about walking by faith, trusting the Good Shepherd. As we look at Psalm 23 together, I'm looking forward to our next teaching as well. I want to encourage you to download the Mount Parent app today. Stay connected to the ministry. A lot of resources there to bless you and your family. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And share it with others as well. It's a great place where people can listen to these teachings and messages and be blessed by the Lord. You can become a great evangelist and teach your mothers just by getting them connected to dig deep. Get your friends and family. Say, hey, join us 15 minutes. Own demand anytime you want to hear the word of God each week. You can become a great spiritual leader of others just by getting them connected. Get them to subscribe, to dig deep, and more people can share the Word of God together. Thank you for so many of you that watch and participate. At times, you let me know how you're growing through the Word. Sunday's coming. I'm looking forward to seeing you for worship on campus or online. I love you. I'm praying for you. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.